It's the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. And here's your host, that moderate-talking middle-aged man himself, Roger Stroop. Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. I'm Roger Stroop. Today, we're going to look at the sixth first-round bracket of my 80s Uneasy Rider tournament. Now, if you're new to the podcast, this is where I start with 256 strange, funny, different, or otherwise unusual songs that reached their peak position in the U.S. Top 40 between 1980 and 1989. Then I put them in eight brackets of 32 and pit them against each other two at a time, picking winners in those matchups, then matching up those winners, then matching up those winners etc., until we get to the ultimate Uneasy Rider song of the 80s. And I also present the matchups as American football games, and I assign a score to them. And I even write up brief summaries of these fantasy games on my blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. You got all that? Good. So like I said, we're still in the first round, and today we're going through the sixth of eight first-round brackets. This one is mostly made up of songs connected to or inspired by other pop culture entities. Movies, TV shows, even other songs. And and there are a couple of matchups with an animal theme that I put in just to fill out the field. So here we go. Our first matchup is the Late Night Fright Bowl. It pits Thriller, Michael Jackson's number four hit from 1984, against a number 15 from 1988, A Nightmare on My Street by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Thriller is Michael's tribute to the sort of horror movies that would be shown on late night television on the weekends back in the day. Here are some of the lyrics. It's close to midnight, and something evil's lurking in the dark. Under the moonlight, you see a sight that almost stops your heart. You try to scream, but terror takes the sound before you make it. You start to freeze as horror looks you right between the eyes. You're paralyzed, because this is Thriller, Thriller Night, and no one's going to save you from the beast about to strike. You know it's Thriller, Thriller Night. You're fighting for your life inside a killer thriller tonight. You hear the door slam and realize there's nowhere left to run. You feel the cold hand and wonder if you'll ever see the sun. You close your eyes and hope that this is, this is just imagination, girl. But all the while you hear a creature creeping up behind. You're out of time, because this is thriller. Thriller night. There ain't no sec- second chance against the thing with the 40 eyes, girl. Thriller. Thriller night. You're fighting for your life inside a killer thriller tonight. Meanwhile, Nightmare on My Street is the Philly rap duo's fictional tale of an encounter with cinematic dream invader Freddy Krueger. Here's the main part of the story. It was a Saturday evening, if I remember it right, and we had just gotten back off tour last night. So the gang and I thought that it would be groovy if we summoned up the posse and bum-rushed the movies. I got Angie, Jeff got Tina, Ready Rock got some girl I'd never seen in my life. That was all right, though, because the lady was chill. Then we dipped to the theater, Septa Ill. We saw Elm Street, and man, it was deaf. And everything seemed all right when we left. But when I got home and laid down to sleep, that began the nightmare. But on my street, it was burning in my room like an oven. My bed soaked with sweat. Man, I was bugging. I checked the clock, and it stopped at 12.30. It had melted, it was so darn hot, and I was thirsty. I went downstairs to grab some juice or a Coke, flipped the TV off, and then I almost choked when I heard this awful voice coming from behind. It said, You turned off David Letterman. Now you must die. So who wins this one? It's a competitive matchup. If videos were taking account into the decision, it would be thriller in a blowout. But even without those choreographed zombies, Michael still wins it. Due to originality, 
the way he takes the threat of the thing with the 40 eyes so seriously, and of course that amazing Vincent Price monologue at the end. In football terms, Thriller wins by a score of 37 to 24. The next matchup is the More to the Story Bowl. In it, Sequel by Harry Chapin, which hit number 23 in 1981, faces a number 14 hit from 1983, Major Tom Coming Home by Peter Schilling. Sequel is the follow-up to Chapin's 1972 breakthrough song, Taxi. In that song, Harry, an aspiring pilot now reduced to driving a cab, picks up his ex-lover Sue, who wanted to be an actress but but instead married a rich man she doesn't love. In Sequel, Harry is now a famous singer, and on a tour stop in his old hometown, he looks Sue up, finding her at a less glamorous address. Let's pick up the story there. And so we rolled back into the city, up to a five-story old brownstone. I rang the bell that had her name on the mailbox. The buzzer said, somebody's home. And the look on her face as she opened the door was like an old joke told by a friend. It had taken ten more years, but she'd found her smile, and I watched the corners start to bend. And she said, How are you, Harry? Haven't we played this scene before? I said, It's so good to see you, Sue. Had to play it out just once more. Play it out just once more. She said, I've heard you flying high on my radio. I answered, It's not all it seems. That's when she laughed and she said, It's better sometimes when we don't get to touch our dreams. That's when I asked her, where was that actress? She said, that was somebody else. And then I asked her why she looked so happy now. She said, I finally like myself. At last, I like myself. So we talked all through that afternoon, talking about where we'd been. We talked of the tiny difference between ending and starting to begin. We talked because talking tells you things, like what you're really thinking about. But sometimes you can't find what you're feeling till all the words run out. So I asked her to come to the concert. She said, no, I work at night. I said, we've gotten too damn good at leaving, Sue. She said, Harry, you're right. Don't ask me if I made love to her, or which of us or which one of us started to cry. Don't ask me why she wouldn't take the money that I left. If I answered it all, I'd lie. Major Tom Coming Home, meanwhile, is a straight-up retelling of David Bowie's Space Oddity by a guy from Stuttgart, Germany. The music and lyrics are completely different, but it's still about an astronaut named Major Tom who, who is on a mission when something goes wrong and he loses contact with Earth. Here's an excerpt. Second stage is cut. We're now in orbit. Stabilizers up, running perfect. Starting to collect requested data. What will it it affect when all is done, thinks Major Tom. Back at ground control, there is a problem. Go to rockets full, not responding. Hello, Major Tom, are you receiving? Turn the thrusters on. We're standing by. There's no reply. Four, three, two, one. Earth below us. Drifting. Falling. Floating weightless. Calling. Calling home. Across the stratosphere. A final message. Give my wife my love. Then nothing more. Far beneath the ship, the world is mourning. They don't realize he's alive. No one understands, but Major Tom sees. Now the light commands, this is my home. I'm coming home. So how does this matchup play out? Well, a sequel to a hit song is rare, but a complete rewrite of somebody else's song is even rarer, especially when that song is as iconic as Space Oddity. That takes balls. So Major Tom wins 35 to 17.
Next, we have the Aliens vs. Robots Bowl, in which Neil Diamond's 1982 number 5, Heartlight, takes on Who's Johnny, a number 3 hit for El DeBarge in 1986. Heartlight is an extremely earnest tribute ballad to the title character of Steven Spielberg's blockbuster E.T. the Extraterrestrial, whose heart glowed bright red at the end of the movie. Here's a sample of the lyrics. Come back again. I want you to stay next time. Because sometimes the world ain't kind when people get lost like you and me. I just made a friend. A friend is someone you need. But now that he had to go away, I still feel the words that he might say. Turn on your heart light. Let it shine wherever you go. Let it make a happy glow for all the world to see. Turn on your heart light in the middle of a young boy's dream. Don't wake me up too soon. Gonna take a ride across the moon, you and me. He's looking for a home, because everyone needs a place, and home's the most excellent place of all. And I'll be right here if you should call me. Who's Johnny was the biggest solo hit by the former lead singer of Motown's biggest 80s family group. It was from the soundtrack of the 1986 comedy Short Circuit about a robot named Johnny Five who develops human thoughts and feelings. The song seems to be quite loosely about Ali Sheedy's character hiding the robot from the people trying to disassemble him, particularly Steve Gutenberg. See what you think. There she goes and knows I'm dying when she says, Who is Johnny? Games with names that girl is playing. All she says is, who is Johnny? I try to understand because I'm people too, and playing games is part of human nature. My heart's in overdrive. It's great to be alive. Who's Johnny, she said, and smiled in her special way. Johnny, she said. You know I love you. Who's Johnny, she said, and tried to look the other way eyes gave her away, all right. So who wins this one? Neil, by a lot. He's so sincere about this fictional alien and his plight that it's almost comical. He didn't put this much passion into singing about America. I think Heartlight is a sleeper to win this whole tournament, starting by beating Who's Johnny 55 to 5. Now we have the name-dropping Famous Ladies Bowl, which is between Kim Carnes' 1981 number one, Betty Davis Eyes, and Wrap Her Up, a 1985 duet between Elton John and George Michael that hit number 20. Betty Davis Eyes is shadowy synth pop about a mysterious, sexually aggressive beauty, sung by the raspy voiced Los Angelino Kim Carnes. Here are some of the lyrics Her hair is Harlow Gold. Her lips, sweet surprise. Her hands are never cold. She's got Betty Davis eyes. She'll turn her music on you. You won't have to think twice. She's pure as New York snow. She got Betty Davis eyes, and she'll tease you. She'll unease you. All the better just to please you. She's she's precocious, and she knows just what it takes to make a pro blush. She's got Greta Garbo standoff size. She's got Betty Davis eyes. She'll let you take her home. It wets her appetite. She'll lay you on her throne. She got Betty Davis eyes. She'll take a tumble on you, roll you like you were dice until you come out blue. She's got Betty Davis eyes. She'll expose you when she snows you, off your feet with the crumbs she throws you. She's ferocious and she knows just what it takes to make a pro blush. All the boys think she's a spy. She's got Betty Davis eyes. On the other side, Wrap Her Up is a a song on which Elton and George sing about how much they love women. Think about that as I read these lyrics. Is she foreign? Legs 11. Italian girls, take me to heaven. You pretty babies from Paris, France. Crazy horses love to dance. Wrap her up. I'll take her home with me. Wrap her up. She is all I need. Wrap her up. I only got one chance. 
beasts and beauties, but they all can dance. Wrap her up. I'll take her home with me. Wrap her up. She is all I need. Wrap her up. Give her to me. Wrap her up. And then at the end, they just start calling out the names of famous women, including Marilyn Monroe, Joan Collins, Catherine Hepburn, and Vivian Lee. And in the album version, they add more, including Nancy Reagan, Vanessa Williams, Grace Jones, and Linda Lovelace. So how does this one play out? Well, I've got to give it to Kim and Betty. There's a sexual vibe on it that's so unusual for a song that was so inescapably popular in its day. Remember, it spent nine weeks at number one and was the number one song of that whole year. And it talks about making a prostitute blush, and it has these effects on it that sound kind of like a writing crop hitting something. Wrapper Up is notable for the name drops, but a lot of its weirdness comes from our current perspective, knowing now what we didn't know then. Anyway, Betty Davis Eyes wins 24 to 7. Next, it's the Russia, Russia, Russia Bowl, a battle between two 1986 hits. Survivor's number two, Burning Heart, and a number seven hit by Paul McCartney, Spies Like Us. Burning Heart is the Chicago band's second consecutive contribution to a Rocky movie after they did Rocky III's Eye of the Tiger. For Rocky IV, they did another rock anthem, emphasizing the Cold War implications of the movie's climactic fight between Rocky and Russian Ivan Drago. Here's the way they hype the bout. Two worlds collide. Rival nations. It's a primitive clash venting years of frustrations. Bravely, we hope against all hope. There's so much at stake. Seems our freedom's up against the ropes. Does the crowd understand? Is it East versus West or man against man? Can any nation stand alone? In the burning heart just about to burst? There's a quest for answers. An unquenchable thirst. In the darkest night, rising like a spire. In the burning heart, the unmistakable fire. Meanwhile, Spies Like Us is the theme song to the Chevy Chase Dan Aykroyd comedy about two low-level CIA agents who get sent to the Soviet Union to start a nuclear war. To one of his harder rocking tunes, Sir Paul sings lyrics like these. Ooh, ooh, what do you do? No one else can dance like you. So what's all the fuss? There ain't nobody got spies like us. Hey, hey, what do you say? Someone took your plans away. So what's all the fuss? There ain't nobody that spies like us. Hey, don't feel afraid of an undercover aide. There's no need to fuss. There ain't nobody that spies like us. Spies like us. We don't know the meaning of fear. We play every minute by ear. One for all and all for one. Everybody's on the run, especially at this time of year. So what's the result of this one? Burning Heart wins easily. It's big and bombastic. The pop single equivalent of 50,000 people chanting USA, USA. Survivor survives, 42 to 3. Next is the Get Your Popcorn Ready Bowl. A matchup of two songs by American musician and producer Domenico Mico Minardo. Empire Strikes Back Medley, which hit number 18 in 1980, and Pop Goes the Movies Part 1, which reached number 35 in 1982. Empire Strikes Back Medley is a disco instrumental version of portions of the score of the second film of the Star Wars trilogy. Pop Goes the Me Movies Part 1 gives a similar treatment to, the th to themes of multiple classic films, including Gone with the Wind, The Magnificent Seven, and The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. So who wins? Well, Pop Goes the Movies gets the nod, partly due to the variety of themes and partly because Star Wars wasn't new territory for Miko, as his breakthrough hit was Star Wars theme Cantina Band, a number one in 1977. Pop conquers the Empire, 13 to 10. We'll continue on with this, bra with this bracket after this. Hi, this is your host, Roger Stroop, letting you know that if you like my point of view on old pop music, you can actually find lots more of it on the Old Man Yells at Music blog. 
I've been looking back at top 40 charts from the 70s, 80s, and 90s and beyond for almost 10 years now, and I've done hundreds of entries and covered thousands of songs from the American, Canadian, and British charts, from the A's to ZZ Top, from Abacab to Zoom. You'll also find my Uneasy Rider tournaments, celebrating the odd ducks of the American Top 40. The 70s tourney is complete, but the 80s one is just getting started, and you can follow along on the blog as it progresses. And of course, you can find links to the latest episode of this podcast and the accompanying YouTube playlists there. So take a look at the Old Man Yells at Music blog, which you can find at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Why is it there? You'll have to go there to find out. That's the Old Man Yells at Music blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Now we're back with the Who You Gonna Call Bowl, where Ray Parker Jr.'s 1984 number one Ghostbusters takes on a number two hit from 1989, On Our Own by Bobby Brown. Ghostbusters was the theme to the classic sci-fi horror comedy starring Bill Murray and, yes, Dan, Dan Aykroyd again, written and performed by a soul singer from Detroit. It's like a commercial jingle for the film's paranormal investigation business, and it goes like this. If there's something strange in your neighborhood... Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. If there's something weird and it don't look good, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no ghost. I ain't afraid of no ghost. If you're seeing things running through your head, who can you call? Ghostbusters. An invisible man sleeping in your bed? Ow! Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no ghost. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. If you're all alone, pick up the phone and call Ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Ooh, I hear it. I hear it likes the girls. Hmm, I ain't afraid of no ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Hmm. If you've had a dose of a freaky ghost, baby, you better call Ghostbusters. Ow. Let me tell you something. Bustin' makes me feel good. Meanwhile, On Our Own is former New Edition member Bobby Brown's theme to Ghostbusters 2. This one is more of a vague allusion to the character's struggles during the movie, except for Brown's opening rap verse, which describes the plot in more detail. Here's an excerpt. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They're called the Ghostbusters, and they're in control. Had them throw in a party for a bunch of children while all the while the slime was under the building. So they packed up their group, got a grip, came equipped, grabbed the pro proton packs off their back, and they split. Found out about Vigo, the master of evil. Try to, bat try to battle my boys? That's not legal. Dance, 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 dance. Yeah, I think this is going to be another one of those funky ones. Heart, soul, dance. Yeah, I think this is going to be another one of those funky ones. If I was you, and you were me, you'd want to be winning. If you want something bad, yo, you got to want to give your all. Because I believe so much in we, and no, we're not kidding. If you feel the same as me, yo, you got to want to take the ball. Now I find out that nothing is given. Don't know where the cards may fall. All I know is that we've got to get it. We've got to make it on our own. Well, I guess we're going to have to take control all on our own. If it's up to us, we've got to take it home all on our own. So who busts through to the next round? Well, it's close, but in the end, the original wins. Because it was the one that introduced the idea of a hit R&B song about solving spectral issues. Ghostbusters wins 28-21. to 21. Next, it's the Primetime Players Bowl. The theme from Dukes of Hazard. A 1980 number 21 hit by Waylon Jennings meets the theme from The Greatest American Hero, which Joey Scarberry took to number two in 1981. The Dukes of Hazard was an action TV series about two Georgia cousins who drove recklessly in their Dodge Charger and their female cousin who enjoyed wearing drastically cut-off blue jeans. This is how country superstar Jennings describes them. Just the good old boys. Never meaning no harm. 
Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curves, flattening the hills. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way the only way they know how. That's just a little bit more than the law will allow. Meanwhile, The Greatest American Hero was a show about a nerdy teacher who is given a suit by aliens that endows him with superpowers. The Yacht Rockish theme song by Californian Scarberry is sung from the main character's point of view. Look at what's happened to me. I can't believe it myself. Suddenly, I'm on top of the world. Should have been somebody else. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. Flying away on a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just me. Just like the light of a new day, it hit me from out of the blue. Breaking me out of the spell I was in. Making all of my wishes come true. So who wins this one? It's all Dukes. Twangy country stands out more than soft rock. 28 to 6 for the team representing Hazard County. Now we have the Luke and Laura do the Truffle Shuffle Bowl, where a 1981 number 33 hit, General Hospital, by the Afternoon Delights, takes on Goonies Are Good Enough, which was a number 10 hit for Cindy Lauper in 1985. General Hospital is a disco rap song by four women from Boston on which they recap recent storylines from the ABC soap opera General Hospital which was a major pop culture phenomenon at the time, thanks in large part to storylines involving the characters Luke and Laura. Here are some of the lyrics. Rock it hard, rock it steady, pick yourself up and get yourself ready. Wave your arms, let me hear you yell. We're going to rap about General Hospital. It started out in Port, Ch Port Charlestown, where Frank Smith's mob used to hang around. No one could prove that he was a crook till Luke stole his little black book. It had names and numbers, all in code, so Luke and Laura had to hit the road. They had to find the left-handed boy, watch their step. They had to be coy. The gold involved was worth so much, others wanted it, like Sally and Hutch. But there's one thing I must confess. Sally was a man who wore a dress. Luke kept his cool. He ain't no fool. He set them both up cold. Well, Sally died, Hutch survived, and no one got the gold. Paging Dr. Noah Drake to ICU to treat a case of heartbreak. They keep me waiting. I don't mind waiting. Don't call me crazy. No, I'm not lazy. My day won't go right. I can't sleep all night. My hands start shaking. My knees start aching. I just can't cope without my soap. General Hospital. General Hospital, mm, number one. General Hospital, you're my worst affliction. General Hospital, you're my favorite addiction. Meanwhile, The Goonies Are Good Enough is Lopper's contribution to the soundtrack of the 1985 adventure comedy about a group of kids hunting for pirate treasure. I'm not sure exactly how the lyrics reflect the movie, but here are some for you to judge. Here we are, hanging on the strains of greed and blues. Break the chain, then we break down. Oh, it's nothing if you don't feel it. Unspoken expectations. Ideals you used to play with. They've finally taken shape for us. Good enough for you is good enough for me. Is good enough. It's good enough for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you'll say you're starting to feel the push and pull of what of what could be and never can. You're merely, merely stumbling through those old-fashioned superstitions I find too hard to break. Oh, maybe you're out of place. Who takes this one? Clearly, it's the Afternoon Delights. It was one of the first handful of rap songs to hit the top 40, and it was about fictional white people. Another candidate for a long tournament run, General Hospital, 48 to nothing. Next, we have The Dark Knight Bowl, a battle between two songs from Prince's 1989 Batman soundtrack. It's the number one hit Bat Dance versus the number 18 Party Man. 
Bat Dance is a fast funk number that contains Prince singing the word Batman at ra random intervals, as well as snippets of dialogue from the movie and from other songs from the soundtrack. Here's a section of the lyrics from those different sources. Stop the press. Stop the press. Who is that? Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. I like. Batman. 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 Oh, that's nice. Hi, Bruce Wayne. I've tried to avoid all this, but I can't. I just gotta know, are we gonna try to love each other? Stop the press, who is that? Vicky Vale, she's great, isn't she? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I wanna bust that body. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, I want to bust that body right, I'd like to. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but he's out there right now. I wanna bust that body. Oh yeah, oh yeah, tonight. Well, Miss Vale, ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? I always ask I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. I've got to go to work, Batman. I've got to go to work, Batman. If a man is considered guilty, work. For what goes on in his mind, work. Then give me the electric chair, work. For all my future crimes, oh, work. Electric chair. Hey, Ducky. Let me stick the seven inch in the computer. Ha ha ha. Hey, we got the power. Oh, we got the soul. Hey, we got to show enough get off to make the devil go go. This town needs an enema. Party Man, meanwhile, is a song that was used in the scene where the Joker and his gang deface paintings at an art museum. It's essentially a theme song for the Joker himself. Here are some lyrics. Oh, yeah, yeah. All hail the new king in town. Young and old gather round. Black and white, red and green. The funkiest man you've ever seen. Tell you what his name is. Party man. Party man. Rock a party like nobody can. Rules and regulations. No place in this nation. Party man. Party man. Party people say it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody holla if you want a party. Ladies and gentlemen, no pictures, please. Get it up. Oh, yeah. Party man. P-party man. Get it up. Get it up. Yeah. Oh, I love purple. So who wins this battle royal? Bat dance by a lot. It's a very untraditional pop song, and surely the most radio airplay Michael Keaton, Buster, Kim Basinger, and Jack Nicholson ever got. 49 to 10 for bat dance. Up next is the Roller Skating in the Thunderdome Bowl. Xanadu, the 1980 number nine hit by Olivia Newton-John and the Electric Light Orchestra, faces Tina Turner's number two from 1985, We Don't Need Another Hero. Xanadu is the title song to a musical film in which Newton-John plays an ancient Greek muse who helps a painter and an ex-band leader open a roller rink. Backed by ELO, Here's how she describes the place they open. A place where nobody dared to go. The love that we came to know. They call it Xanadu. It takes your breath and it'll leave you blind. And now, open your eyes and see what we have made is real. We are in Xanadu. A dream of it we offer you. A million lights are dancing. And there you are, a shooting star. An everlasting world and you're here with me, eternally. Xanadu. Xanadu. Now we are here in Xanadu. 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 Now we are here in Xanadu. Xanadu. Your neon lights will shine for you. Xanadu. The love. The echoes of long ago. You needed the world to know they are in Xanadu. With every breath you, d you drift away. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears, it came to Xanadu. The dream you dream, well, it will happen for you. Meanwhile, We Don't Need Another Hero is a song from the third Mad Max film, in which Turner herself plays the ruler of a post-apocalyptic town where disputes are settled in a gladiatorial arena called the Thunderdome. But in the song, 
She sings from the point of view of people in that society wanting a better way of life. Out of the ruins. Out from the wreckage. Can't make the same mistake this time. We are the children. The last generation. We are the ones they left behind. And I wonder when we are ever going to change it. Living under the fear till nothing else remains. We don't need another hero. We don't need to know the way home. All we want is life beyond the Thunderdome. Looking for something we can rely on. There's got to be something better out there. Love and compassion. Their day is coming. All else are castles built in the air. So what happens here? Another competitive matchup, but the edge goes to Xanadu. ELO's typical grandiose presence gives it the slate edge. Xanadu 21, Thunderdome 17. Then we have the opposite ends of the East Coast Bowl, in which Frank Sinatra's theme from New York, New York, which hit number 32 in 1980, meets Key Largo, a number 8 hit in 1982 by Bertie Higgins. Theme from New York, New York was originally performed by Liza Minnelli in a 1977 musical directed by Martin Scorsese and co-starring Robert De Niro. Three years later, Sinatra recorded it, and it became his final top 40 hit after an 11-year drought. You probably know the words, but I'll read some anyway. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. These vagabond shoes are longing to stray right through the very heart of it. New York, New York. I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep and find I'm king of the hill, top of the heap. These little town blues are melting away. I'll make a brand new start of it in old New York. If I can make it there, I'll make it anywhere. It's up to you, New York, New York. Key Largo, meanwhile, is, is, is a Yacht Rock ballad on which Florida singer Higgins compares an old relationship he wants to rekindle with the great screen romances of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Here's an excerpt. Wrapped around each other, trying so hard to stay warm. That first cold winter together, lying each in each other's arms, watching those old movies, falling in love so desperately. Honey, I was your hero, and you were my leading lady. We had it all, just like Bogey and Bacall, starring in our own Late Late Show, sailing away to Key Largo. Here's looking at you, kid, missing all the things we did. We can find it once again, I know, just like they did in Key Largo. Honey, can't you remember? We played all the parts. That sweet scene of surrender where you get, when you gave me your heart. Please say you will play it again. Because I love you still. Baby, this can't be the end. Who gets the W here? It's Frank. At a time when New Wave was emerging, disco was dying but still breathing, and slick, easy listening was all over the radio, here was Sinatra swaggering in from another time and adding one more signature number to his already overflowing repertoire. New York over Florida, 35 to 16. We'll be back to finish this bracket right after this. Hello, Roger Stroop again. We all know that COVID-19 is hitting small businesses particularly hard, and I have first-hand knowledge of this, as my wife is a home-based music teacher. Right now, she isn't doing lessons at home, but she has been able to teach some of her students over the internet, which got me thinking. You don't have to live in the St. Catharines, Niagara area to learn piano, voice, and or musical theory from Linda's lessons. I've told you before about her years of experience and many satisfied customers. I've also told you you can look up Linda's lessons on Facebook and see videos of her singing. You'll know for sure she knows what she's doing. So if you want to learn music and you think you'd be more comfortable learning over the internet... Take a look at the Linda's Lessons page on Facebook. At the very least, you'll hear an amazing singer, my wife, Linda Quick. Thank you very much. We return now with the Diva Movie Star Bowl. The Way He Makes Me Feel, a number 40 hit in 1984 by Barbara Streisand, 
meets Bette Midler's number one from 1989, Wind Beneath My Wings. The Way He Makes Me Feel is a song from the movie Yentl, in which Streisand plays an orthodox Jewish woman who disguises herself as a man to go to religious school and then falls in love with one of her classmates. Here's how she describes that feeling. There's no chill, and yet I shiver. There's no flame, and yet I burn. I'm not sure what I'm afraid of, and yet I'm trembling. There's no storm, yet yet I hear thunder, and I'm breathless. Why, I wonder. Weak one moment, then the next, I'm fine. I feel as if I'm falling every time I close my eyes, and flowing through my body is a river of surprise. Feelings are awakening I hardly recognize as mine. What are all these new sensations? What's the secret they reveal? I'm not sure I understand, but I like the way I feel. Wind Beneath My Wings is a ballad from the 1988 movie Beaches, in which Midler starred alongside Barbara Hershey as a pair of lifelong friends. In it, Midler, who plays the more famous of the two, sings about how her friend's unsung love and support is responsible for her success. It must have been cold there in my shadow, to never have sunlight on your face. You were content to let me shine. That's your way. You always walked a step behind. So I was the one with all the glory, while you were the one with all the strength. A beautiful face without a name for so long. A beautiful smile to hide the pain. Did you ever know that you're my hero and everything I'd like to be? I can fly higher than an eagle, but you are the wind beneath my wings. It might have appeared to go unnoticed, but I've got it all here in my heart. I want you to know I know the truth. Of course I know it. I would be nothing without you. Who wins here? Not the most exciting matchup, but Bet has the more melodramatic song, and she takes full advantage of it. Wind Beneath My Wings moves on 10 to 6. Next up is the Rich People Drinking and Driving Bowl, in which the number 7 hit from 1980, I'm All Right by Kenny Loggins, takes on Christopher Cross's 1981 number 1, Arthur's Theme, Best That You Can Do. I'm All Right is from the soundtrack of the golf comedy Caddyshack, which starred Rodney Dangerfield, Ted Knight, Chevy Chase, and Bill Murray. It's the song that plays at the end when the gopher that Murray has been trying to kill the whole movie dances at the end to celebrate surviving a barrage of explosives. Lyrics for you. I'm all right. Nobody worry about me. Why you gotta give me a fight? Can't you just let it be? I'm all right. Don't nobody worry about me. You gotta give me a fight. Why don't you just let me be? Do what you like doing it naturally. But if it's too easy, they're going to disagree. It's your life, and it isn't a mystery. And isn't it a mystery? If it's nobody's business, it's everybody's game. Gotta catch you later. No, no. Cannonball it right away. Some Cinderella kid. Get it up and get you a job. Dip, 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 dip. I'm all right. Nobody worry about me. Why you gotta give me a fight? Can't you just let it be? I'm all right. Don't nobody worry about me. You gotta give me a fight. Why don't you just let me be? What do you want? Who you be today? And who is it really making up your mind? You want to listen to the man? Pay attention to the magistrate. And while I got you in the mood, listen to your own heart beaten. Own heart beaten. Own heart beaten. Own heart beaten. Meanwhile, Arthur's theme, Best That You Can Do, was written for the movie Arthur, in which drunken millionaire playboy Dudley Moore falls in love with working-class girl Liza Minnelli. There she is again. Here's what Cross sings about the situation. Once in your life, you find her, someone that turns your heart around, and next thing you know, you're closing down the town. Wake up, and it's still with you, even though you left her way across town. Wondering to yourself, hey, what have I found? When you get caught between the moon and New York City, I know it's crazy, but it's true. If you get caught between the moon and New York City, the best that you can do, the best that you can do is fall in love. 
Arthur, he does what as he pleases. All of his life, he's mastered choice. Deep in his heart, he's just, he's just a boy. Living his life one day at a time and showing himself a really good time. Laughing about the, the way they want him to be. What happens in this one? Well, this was the closest matchup for me, as both songs have some subtle yet noticeable ref lyrical references to their films. Maybe if Kenny had thrown in a line about a dancing gopher, it would have been different, but I'm giving Arthur's theme a 17-14 overtime victory. Next up, it's the Four Legs or 100 Bowl where two 1984 hits clash, the number 26 White Horse by Laid Back and Reby Jackson's number 24 hit Centipede. There aren't many lyrics to White Horse, the only hit for a duo from Denmark. Over a bleepy electronic track, they suggest that if you want to be rich, you have to be a bitch, and that you shouldn't ride a white horse, but rather a white pony instead. Some have interpreted this as being an endorsement of cocaine as an alternative to heroin. It was the 80s, after all. Centipede, meanwhile, was the only hit by the oldest of Gary Indiana's nine Jackson siblings. Written by Brother Michael, the song compares sexual desire to creepy, crawly creatures. Here's an excerpt. Your love is like a raging fire, oh. You're a snake that's on the loose. The strike is your desire. But when the centipede is hot, you're bound to feel the fire, huh? And when the centipede is hot, you're bound to feel the fire. I feel, oh yeah, a longing for your touch, like you crawled into the bathroom window to give him all your love, ho. Like a centipede that's hot, the fire is in your touch. Just like a centipede, you've got a lot of lovin' to touch. Don't you know in the quiet of the night is when the snake is in the crawling and the moon starts to glow, then disappear. When the time is really right is when the centipede is crawling. You'll be crying in the night so many tears, and you're crawling like a centipede. Centipede. Who wins this one? Another close one, but in the end, attempting to eroticize an insect, edged out a Euro dance track that could easily double as a jingle for Tony Montana's House of Blow. Centipede wins 34 to 31. And the final matchup in this bracket is the Detachable Wings Bowl, which pits the Times number 36 from 1985, The Bird, against Velcro Fly, which ZZ Top took to number 35 in 1986. The Bird is the Minneapolis funk band's attempt to start a dance craze involving the flapping of one's arms in an avian manner. Here's what Morris Day says about it. America, have you heard? I've got a brand new dance, and it's called The Bird. You don't need no finesse or no personality. You just need two arms and an attitude, and everybody sing with me. Come on now. Walk? Hallelujah. Whoa. Walk? Hallelujah. Whoa. Brothers, don't be cool. Women like it sometimes when you act a fool. Sisters, don't be shy. Let your body get loose. You ain't too fat to fly. Come on now. Walk. Hallelujah. Whoa. Walk. Hallelujah. Whoa. Yes, hold on now. This dance ain't for everybody. Just the sexy people. White folks, you're much too tight. You gotta shake your head like the black folks. We might get some tonight. Look out. Meanwhile, Velcro Fly is the Texas Boogie Rockers' ode to the hook-and-loop fastening system that became popular on clothes in the 80s. They're particularly interested in trousers that are done up with Velcro. And that leads to a certain degree of innuendo. Judge for yourself. Hey, look at the hooks. On your pants. Makes you want to dance. I say, yeah, yeah. I say, yeah, yeah. There ain't never a catch. All you gotta do is snatch. Do the Velcro fly. Do the Velcro fly. You need just enough of that sticky stuff to hold the seams of your fine blue jeans. I say, yeah, yeah. I say, yeah, yeah. There ain't never a catch. All you gotta do is snatch. Do the Velcro fly. 
do the Velcro fly? Well, it feels so right when you squeezed it tight. When you reach the end, do it over again. I say, yeah, yeah. I say, yeah, yeah. There ain't never a catch. All you got to do is snatch to the Velcro fly. So who wins this last one? I'm going with ZZ Top. And no, even though I'm Canadian, I'm not going to say ZZ Top. In the best blues tradition, they took something as innocuous as Velcro and turned it into a vividly dirty metaphor. Velcro Fly ends the bird's time in the tournament 44 to 14. So that's it for first round bracket number six. I think it's shaping up to be a very interesting section with quite a few songs that can make a case for coming out of it. You can go to the YouTube playlist and listen for yourself to see what you think about my picks and what song should go all the way. And in a few days, there will be a post on the blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com recapping the matchups, complete with brief game summaries. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. As always, if you like what you've heard, share, subscribe, and leave a review where you found it. You can also leave feedback on the Facebook and Twitter feeds, both of which are at Mr. B. Glovehead, or on the blog post for this episode, which is at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. As always, there's a companion YouTube playlist for this episode, which I link to in the show notes. All lyrics quoted are for the purposes of discussion and review. No infringement is intended. Next time on the show, we're back to the charts, looking at the hits from late May 1992. Until then, thanks again for listening. I'm Roger Stroop, and I'm A number one, top of the list, king of the hill, A number one. Stay safe, everybody.